right, I'm going to do a game first. Play, you ready? Sure. Ready to play a game? Let's play a game. Minnesota United starting 11 as sex positions. <laughs> I want you to look at our top players, and I want you to say, what sex position do they represent? Okay. okay. So let's start here. Um, Mason Toy, sex position. Ah, uh, man, Mason Toy. Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. You know, this isn't really a position, but uh, obviously, with these weirdos who like spit in my mouth, you know, like, <laughs> clearly he fits that. Otherwise, he's got the word toy in his sure. last name. Sure. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're being too. You're, I think you're being too like very literal. Very literal. Okay. He's the youngest guy on the team. He's probably the least experienced. I think. Mason oh, I thought Toy, you were gonna say child. Mason, no, no, it's not. Okay, yeah. I'm not. No, we're, we're gonna stick, keep, keep it to things that are legal. Okay. I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think him as just sort of very vanilla, like. Like shirts on, kind of shirts on. Yeah, maybe even boxers. Like he just sticks, pulls his dick out of his boxers. Oh, sure. And then, uh, yeah, I think it's very vanilla. Very. She's, she's the brawn. So yeah. this is what this really is, and I don't think stylistically this is what you're going for, but this is like the uh, we've been married ten years. Kids are down in the playroom. This is the only way we can squeeze it in style. Yeah, like, like it's just very like we're just getting the job done. Which is out basically of the way. like what? Yeah, like okay. the, the first couple times you have sex, you're like, I don't know, someone might walk in on us. It, just get get it over with, right. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but it's like more like, eh, get it over with, you know, sort of. <laughs> it's very negative. <laughs> Darwin Quintero as a sex position. Uh, now Darwin Quintero is spicy, so I think there's like hot sauce involved, and uh, there's all, I think there's food involved. There's food involved. And spicy the George food. Costanza. Yeah. Well, he didn't have spicy food. It's more no. like a pastrami. Sandwich. Yeah, he just, he Here, was, I, yes. So uh, Darwin. I think Dar- I think food is coming off of somebody, either Darwin or the or the. Sure. Or, you know, the the, the partner. Sure, so. sure. I uh, Darwin has kind of run hot and cold this year. I'm going to, I don't know if this is a position, but I'm going to call him drunk sex. <laughs> like, it can be either be really good or just really not good. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to I'm gonna call him that. Um, let's go with Ike Opara. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you got, what do you got for Opara? Man, Opara, I'm going to have to go. Um, very cerebral. I'm gonna, you know what, Ike Opara, I'm gonna go missionary, okay? Because um, it's because it's it's just very stable, dependable, gets reliable. Yeah, it just gets the job done, whatever way it needs to get done. Okay, well, I got one for you then. Yeah, uh, Angelo Rodriguez. Angelo Rodriguez. Uh, man, um, I think t- here, here's 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 my thought. Angelo Rodriguez is sex on antidepressants because <laughs> antidepressants. I don't know if you've ever taken antidepressants. I'm I not, take antidepressants. Yeah. My listeners are really going to love this story. <laughs> Here's the thing about antidepressants from a sex standpoint. It doesn't kill entirely your sex drive, but it makes it impossible to come. Like you can just go for five hours and never It's like come. whiskey dick. So that's, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. So, so I think Angelo Rodriguez fine with the hold up play and do this other stuff, but he just can't finish. <laughs> just can't finish. Yeah. All right, that's good. I was actually going to argue uh, that he was like stand-up missionary sex, but like not the stand-up missionary sex where you actually you're standing up and like you're holding the partner. Like he's got to use the wall to like brace oh, sure, to brace sure. his to brace his lover, right. um, just because you know he's not totally not, not that athletic and all that. So <laughs> okay, let's do one more because I feel like we could do this all night. Sure, um, Roman Metinier. Oh man, uh, I think Roman Metinier is. Is definitely doggy style. Doggy style. Yeah. Why is that? Just runs up and down the field. What's that? Mean? I don't know. Have you? <laughs> I don't know. Just runs up and down the field. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He seems like he seems like a he'd be a sensual lover as well. 
very yeah i think uh, i think he's a very gentle i think he's a gener- he'll be like a gentle dog he says like you know some people like get into doggy style it's like it's real rough real fast yeah, i don't yeah. think it's not like that it's like There's he's no- gonna he's gonna appreciate it and enjoy it. and you're gonna enjoy it too that's he's gonna maybe give you a little bit of reach around you know um whatever so to speak <laughs> just like a dog just like a dog <laughs> Live from McGillicuddy's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know, this is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Yeah, two like every week before. <laughs> yeah, well, we tried to do two the week it's before, a, but we didn't end up doing two. But we've had so many goddamn run. games, and it's like <clears throat> we don't want to spend so much time. We want to give each game enough time and, and credit and, yeah. and all that, like recapping and talking about it. But we also don't want to do like three hour long podcasts. Although you know, sometimes we we've do done anyways. that before. So well, and then we've had we've had a couple of uh, Patreon episodes we recorded in there. We, yep. We've just done a lot of podcasting. We have. And my f- my throat area is starting to, uh, it's like calloused. Yeah. It's like fucking Jim Hetfield's <laughs> voice before he took voice lessons. Did you know the singer mm. from Metallica took voice lessons? Like, so like they, when he was Metallica young, was or? like Metallica-ing for like 10 years, yeah. and his voice was all like shit, you know, because of how he sings. Yes. And then when they did the Black Album, he took like fucking uh, voice lessons, trying to get his voice back into shape, and there's literally a dude on piano, like, la, 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 and he just wanted to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Put his voice back in. That's cool. me. Cool. It's a long story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's fair. So what are you, uh, what are you up to, man? <laughs> What's life oh, been not much. dealing you? No, just got done with a couple of days of really intense training for uh, my new employees. So my, I'm literally, I like, You're I didn't have a chance them. to like watch rewatch the game until like this afternoon. Um, okay. well, I'm glad you did. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of glad I I kind of regret that I did because man, I thought it was shit when I was watching it on Saturday and oh boy, did not look much better. Uh, it the, hasn't aged the, well. The second time, the second go around. Um, but it's been a while since I've watched I've rewatched the game. It's like, been a while. Yeah. So, anyways, um, speaking of that Patreon stuff, if you, uh, you like the content you hear each week, I think you learned a little bit more. That was a, that was a terrible segue. I'm not, not gonna lie. <laughs> they were much better last week. What we call a smash cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Patreon.com backslash the Daves I know to help support the Daves that you know. Um, as I mentioned, we have that uh, upcoming victory uh, watch party. The podcast we'll be recording probably after the fair and sometime in September, maybe like later in September. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we have a, another one in the in the in the can that we'll be releasing soon. So Patreon.com backslash the Daves I know to help support the Daves that you know. That's us. That is us. You want to recap that game that you uh, uh, talk about hating? Not really, but that's what we send in the outlines. So. I think that's what we that's, that's what, what we, we make do. the big bucks for. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what those, those Patreon dollars go towards. All right, well let's uh, let's let's power through this one. What was your best moment of the game? Oh, best moment. Okay, so um, so even though we came away with a tie, I don't have a ton of good moments. I I will I will say to start off, I feel personally like it's more points lost 
than a point one, even though obviously we, feels we, that way, we yeah. wrestled that point at the end. Um, so uh, I, we're better than them. We were better than them on the we're night. Way now, better that, than that said, I'm over it. Like yeah. I, I, I didn't lose too much sleep over this. We took like three times as many shots as they did. Um, we were the more dangerous team overall. I, as you know, I don't get too hung up on individual results. If we turn in that kind of performance three times as many shots, we, we need better finishing overall. But if we turn in three times as many shots as is as much time on the ball being dangerous as we did week over week. We're we're gonna be fine overall. I'm four, four times as many not, shots, <clears throat> more than four, four times. Okay. Yeah. So so <clears throat> see, I'm not losing sleep over this. Um, it wasn't great, but sometimes that's the way shit goes. So all that said, best moment, um, the VAR that took back the late second <laughs> penalty. Yeah. And the reason I said that is not just because it's a call that was overturned in a way that I, as a fan, wanted overturned. I'm sure many people love it for that reason. But what I loved about it was this: the guy, the VAR dude up in the booth, is varring or whatever the fuck he does. And he says, hey, I think we got this one wrong. Shoots the message down. And the referee says, okay, we're going to var it. It took like 20 seconds for yep. him to go over, basically double check what he was told. That was, And that's what I think var should be. Yep. Double checking the work of a guy who's up there who you should be able to rely on. Yep. And he double checked it and said, yep, you got it right. And then immediately said, okay, we're back at it. And then Vito kicked the ball while the whistle was still in the dude's fucking mouth. <laughs> it went so quick. Yeah. And that's what this could be. Yep. Well, it's, I mean, it, it's weird because sometimes it is. Even now in MLS, we've had we've had the VAR for three years now, something like that, I think, or maybe two. Yeah, three years, I think. This is, this is the third year. Anyways, um, we were having the same debacles that they they had, you know, in England. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, how, I don't know what, what they did, what FIFA did for the World Cup, the men's World Cup in 2018. Because um, that VAR was, was great. It was, it was fantastic. Good, it was yeah. super quick. It was, it was like, you know, almost 100% in terms of mm-hmm. like getting the calls right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they shit the bed against for the Women's World Cups. So I don't know what they did. Terrible, like, yeah. what is the, what was the thing that didn't, that they didn't do for, and that they're not doing or they're not communicating um, to these leagues that are implementing mm-hmm. VAR where that it's becoming an issue where people are spending, you know, that we just had the uh, game here that we just watched as eight minutes of extra time. You know, I know mm-hmm. some of there was injury, but there was not. There's also VAR stuff that was involved too. So, yeah. Guess I just don't know, man. Just, if, if there were consistency, that'd be great. And if we're going to strike consistency, I want to see what we saw in that. It, it went quickly. Play got underway right away. That's it. Yeah, exactly. You should be double-checking the work of a guy who's sitting staring at 15 monitors. You shouldn't have to reinvestigate the whole thing from scratch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so that was the best moment. Do you sure. have a different actual soccer-related best well, moment? Well, I think, the obviously, um, the scoring the goal at the very end there. Um, well, <clears throat> I mean, a goal that Minnesota had deserved for the entirety of the yeah, game, if not time, more. Yeah. Um, it was just great. I think it, mostly it was great because it was uh, Dotson, not Dotson, um, Dunlady finally, finally breaking his goal, his goal scoring drought. Um, that dude, he played, you know, played way longer than he was anticipating with yeah. when Angel Rodriguez yeah. went out uh, in the 28th minute. So mm-hmm. um, that's a lot. That's probably the most that Dunlady's played in quite some time, other than maybe that game down in Madison where he was sent down a few weeks ago to get some to get some match time. So um, and just to see, watch, just watching him. Um, like him sp- sprinting away and like laughing and so excited about about scoring the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably the it's best. It's gonna be a huge burden off of him. Yeah, and you know he's been a uh, he's been a thorn in the Sporting Kansas City side. So this is true. Um, you know this maybe gives him some confidence. And you know if we if there's ever was a time that we could go down to Portland and, and steal three points in Portland. You know, now's it. So, well, let's let's be clear though. He is not robbing Mason Toy of a spot on the depth chart. I don't think so. Certainly not right now. But um, we've seen them both come into games uh, for <clears throat> with Adrian Heath's side. So it's possible that if you can get you know, them both confident. Also, excellent. sounds like Chacon's going to make the trip down too. So who the fuck Chacon. knows? 
you know. Anyways, uh, what was your worst moment of the game? Uh, Angelo coming off. Um, and here, here's why. Um, first of all, the, the guy needs to score more goals. I, I talk sometimes about the intangibles. He does have some of those intangibles. He is fine at hold-up play. Um, I think he has a softer touch than sometimes people um, give him credit for. I don't think he's a great athlete, and I also think that he needs to put the ball in the net. He's a number sure. nine. At some point, you got to score some damn goals. Um, that said, what was tough about it for me is that we do not have another player to play up top who play, can play stylistically the way that Angelo Rodriguez does. You take him off and you bring in Abu Dunladi and you have to fully change your game plan. <clears throat> if your plan had been to to, to bring the ball centrally, uh, allow him to knock it down and then allow people to come up, which can be an okay strategy for a counterattacking move, you can't play that way anymore. Your entire fundamental strategy has to change because yep. we don't have the backup uh, uh, with a like-for-like replacement um that there's something to be said for diversity of talent so you can take a different approach at a different game things like that i get that yeah but i think the best depth true depth includes you being able to make more like for like replacements so that you don't have to absolutely throw babies and bath water out hmm. as soon as one guy gets injured yeah i mean i think that <clears throat> that is the uh i totally understand what you're saying i mean i do like that they can bring in someone in and you know, totally throw things off you're right. That that is probably that's probably best and uh, most effectively used in the last ten minutes of the game mm -hmm. when you're yeah. throwing shit, you know, throwing shit yeah. against the wall. Then, not when the other team, <clears throat> not twenty eight minutes in the game when the other team has basically the entire rest of the game to sort of snuff out that, and you have to spend, you know, the next fifteen or twenty minutes trying to, you know, get yourself right in terms of mm -hmm. switching up how you're going to play balls, exactly, yeah. playing balls over the top or crossing or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. The worst moment for me that was obviously not super. Super not great. Sounds like he's gonna be fun. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like yeah, I think he'll. It sounds like he's out for the game against Sporting Kansas City tomorrow mm -hmm. or today, and then uh, but we'll be back for the Open Cup. I think that's as much with an eye on the Open Cup. I think it is. I think like broken. That, that certainly doesn't certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. I you know I wonder with the penalty that was conceded by Opara, um, just for. I mean, ultimately, I think it was a penalty. It was real fucking soft, though. I thought it was soft, dude. And Ethan Finley was clattered down in the box in the first half mm -hmm. with much more. Uh, much more body parts and and you know and force put upon him and yeah. we didn't get a call at that point. So I mean, if you're gonna call that, you got to call that both ways. And uh, yep. for as you know, so the real worst moment is the refereeing discrepancy, not yeah. the moment itself. That's not the moment itself. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, honestly though, I would say that the the ball that split uh, Opara and Boxall was uh, was a giveaway by Minnesota United that, yeah, that resulted fair. in a, a quick a quick counter. And that was not great. And yeah. I can't remember who I don't. I think it was Dotson who gave the ball away. Who otherwise had a fairly good game. Dotson as a number was six. fine. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. That so that that specific giving it away, uh, giving away that penalty because you know ultimately that's you know Opara probably deserved what he got there. But again, just that refereeing was was poor. You know, uh, uh, in spite of what happened, um, overturning the Chase Gasper you know handball call. So live, I thought one hundred percent that that was a handball. When a ball, yeah. when a, the the Chase Gasper situation, yeah. when when a ball is moving upward, and then suddenly is moving downward, uh -huh. there's only so many things. I mean, short of putting your leg up above your head, there's only so many things that'll cause that. Yeah. And I watched it hit him. I, I, so yeah, whatever. But it wasn't overturned because it wasn't a handball. It was overturned because it was offsides. Yeah, correct. Yes, so yeah, so it's very it's very well possible that if, if um, Akindela had been onside, that they, that would have been a handball. Right, and, the, so. and and that's the kind of thing. Like, yeah, VAR should be able to figure that kind of shit out real quick. Yeah, and execute and turn it over, and they did, and yep. I was really excited about yep. that. Most what the fuck moment. Um, we have to agree on this. There's no doubt about it, and that would be 
Chris Lindahl flying an airplane over the stadium for an hour. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, it's not really a moment because it was the like the was, whole game. He flew until like it was too dark to see his ass. Well, basically. he flew. It, he sw- it switched up planes, or I think I'm not 100 percent sure planes. because yeah, because <laughs> really? there, there's different looking planes. I mean, maybe Are you sure he maybe just didn't have two. Well, maybe, no, I may, or maybe there was, but he, there was also someone complained about it on Twitter that he was flying it over the Surly Brewing Field for like whatever show was happening that night as well. So maybe there was two planes. Well, I mean, it's an airplane. It could be just one making a not that wide loop. Well, no, because it was he wasn't making a he was making a, a relatively small loop around the stadium. Okay. Like, if you want to get to Surly, you got to go. You got to go. Make I guess a big I don't have a good loop. sense of the scale and yeah. distance of. Anyways, um, and let's be clear, Chris Lindholm was not flying the plane. He had a fucking leather cap and goggles. I'm like, <laughs> 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 fucking warrior. Yeah, that guy's got. Uh, guy has some issues, and mostly he has, uh, you know, fuck you airplane message issues. I don't yeah. know. Just wait until he learns about electricity. Then you're going to start seeing his ads on the the inner the inner computers and all this kind of stuff. Oh, he Instead, did that. It's all just he, he did one on Instagram where he basically you know he does his big ass fucking arms thing and then he posted a picture of Megan Rapido underneath it because you know when she did her celebration. Oh, it looks it looked, it looked quite yeah. similar. It looked similar yeah. enough where he was just like, and I think he mentioned something about soccer or something. Yeah, why not? Why not ride her coattails? Literally a a lesbian woman <laughs> putting a team on her back and an entire political cause on her. back back for the for the good of a nation hey that's me it's me <laughs> i'm selling houses and i'm the same guy yeah how would you like to give me your dinero yeah um i, I didn't have that one because i kind of forgot that that happened because i wasn't when i was re-watching the game i did totally blocked out chris lindahl so thanks <laughs> you're for, saying that the replay did it the, the televised product did not have chris lindahl's ad it did not have chris lindahl advertising uh uh selling houses I mean, should uh, fucking going, parachuted in yeah pussy um yeah i don't know i i I gave it to uh the rodriguez early on right being before he uh, went down he had a couple really great uh chances that he was just he was drifting off sides and he had not been doing that for i mean that was like kind of a trademark of his last year when he He did a lot of you know he seemed to have not been doing that this year uh, which generally was staying on sides but he had two early chances and when minnesota was controlling the run of play and just to you know basically two in a row almost like within four or five minutes of one another and one was a great chance that if he just is that if he would have been a little smarter he would have held that he would have held off a split second and he would have mm-hmm. easily been on side i think orlando was trying to play a trap too they were they um, were certainly yes which can be effective against counter-attacking teams yeah um but so. i mean still it's his job to get it right yep okay um uh, the the the, uh, the freddie adu award winner for best player of the game you know i uh i'm actually gonna give it to hasani dotson i think he did really? we yeah um you know, obviously, Dotson, you could give Dotson. it. <laughs> give me the news. I you could give it to Delati, obviously, if he scored the goal. Um, you know, most Minnesota had. You know, they played. They controlled uh, the 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 play um, most of the match, just like we had. You know, thought they were going to. And I think you know, and I I argued and yelled on the last podcast about if you're gonna fucking start Hassani Dotson, why is he not starting in Ozzy's spot, especially if Ozzy's not on the pitch? And obviously, Ozzy obviously picked up some some knock in practice and wasn't able to to play. And I think he's being kept out of the Sporting Kansas City match too. Obviously, with um, looking ahead to the Open Cup match, I think they want those both those guys in there. Um, and I thought Hassani Dotson did a great job uh, playing um, in Ozzy Alonso's place. If that's where he ultimately would end up, they won. Um, you know, he did a really good job uh, taking care of Nani. Nani didn't have much outside of the penalty kick. Um, mm-hmm. He was very, he was very uh, non-existent for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of Dotson and Grey Goose, obviously. But I think that was a lot of a lot more Dotson. Um, one thing I would just love to see him his his game and, and work on is is like longer through balls. So putting sure. putting it on a dime for 
Darwin or Angelo or a Mason Toy Streak. Sure, especially you know? if we're going to be a counterattacking yep. team. Yep. He's going to have to learn to Grey Goose has a little bit of that. Um, uh, Para has a little bit of that. Ozzy's, um, Ozzy's got a little bit of that. He's like uh, uh, quietly good at yeah, it. He, yeah, he doesn't do it a ton, but when he does it, he, yeah. he puts it right Our on. Our first few games, he yep. actually, I think, led the team in passing yep. accuracy. Kevin Molino, obviously, ha- he can do that. So it would be great to see Hassani Dotson, you know, and obviously I think that that's not going to happen overnight. That's a, yeah. He's going to spend some time working on that. But that would, if you know he added that to his game and then just continue to, you know, Get you know, get older and, and just get more experience. I think he would be an amazing, uh, amazing number six for us. Um, absolutely, yeah. And and if you can create a number six, you got a couple of dollars uh, in the bank for yep. it. Yep. Um, I, I I went with Ico Para to be honest with you. I know he gave up the penalty, uh, but his his play was solid. I thought the penalty was soft. Uh, so I was I was happy overall with his play. He was awarded with a uh, player of the week, not a, a team of the week. Um, uh, I, uh not, and I yep. I think he I think that was deserved. I originally had him. Um, and the more I thought about Hassani and. The you know the more I thought about the penalty, I just I couldn't do it. And yeah, we mentioned it was, couldn't do it. Team of the week is great, but you know I I like I like I like they do pick defenders out of a hat. Yeah, for the defender kinda. for the team of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's there's, looking at it. There's like, a lot of goals scored this week, so there wasn't too much defending in in MLS. Yeah. So that's fair. Um, wor- worst player. I'm looking at my notes, realizing I did not previously type out a worst. Player. You know, so I didn't. I, I didn't really either. Um, can oh, you know, what I was gonna say, I, I got one. Fucking Cal Cal Williams. Uh. Yeah, really. Yeah, just rewatching the game. On? Oh, I didn't, see, I, just, I, I didn't yeah, rewatch it. Listening there. to him is just yeah. I, I thought so. He's one. The one thing I will give him credit for is he's he's fairly balanced. Um, you know, like most MLS announcing teams are very much biased to the home team. They're homers. Yeah. Um, New England is terrible. What's that? New England is yeah. terrible. Yeah, watch, well, watch one of their games. Most are most are bad. Yeah. Um, and I very rarely, when I do rewatch the games, I rewatch the games most week. When I do watch, I normally just have I have like music or, or something going on. I'm not actually listening to the to the uh, broadcast, but for whatever reason, I just turned it on and, and forgot to start playing my music and just mm-hmm. left the volume on. And um, God, man, I just, I can't, it's, it, it's really tough to listen to. I, really? so I, I, I pity the folks. Kendra's great. What, what specifically was, is the problem? I I've, don't, to be honest with you, I've, I've always admired Cal. I can't even put a figure. He's a, and he's a super nice guy. And every time I have an like, interaction with him, he's very cordial and all that. I just don't, I just don't know what it is about his, about if it's, it's more his like a sound of a voice. Sound, and you don't like the words he chooses. Sound in the. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a lot of the words he tries to do a lot of like metaphors and and flowery language. I just. I, I do think he tries to be artful. I, uh, yeah. I I appreciate that. I, I like it to be. Honest I see. With I mean, I don't. So it's I mean, bad. It's bad when you swing and miss on. That's them, that. Maybe that's just that's me. I, maybe he. Maybe the, maybe he just had a particularly bad game where he swung and missed a lot. Because again, I don't normally listen to him, so I don't. And because whenever I'm at the bar, that's the sounds on but it's everybody's talking and you right, hear you it anyway so it up, yeah. or you barely pick it up so maybe it was just he had a particularly bad match and i just okay. happened to catch him on a bad match with yeah I, considering that there's nobody you know that, that you could you know tag too much in terms of uh having a shitty game so i i other than chris lindall <laughs> i'll disagree on cal i know cal listens to every episode of this two times oh, yeah. and uh, uh cal i think you're you're fine uh, i i like the the floral language um and I think you're a pretty guy. Uh, Cal's younger than me. You know, I know. What the fuck is that? I don't know. That's younger bullshit. than me too. Yeah, it's, it's, Kendra's probably younger than me. Fuck. I think she is. Yeah. Anyways, um, I uh, worst player. I've got to come up with one on the spot here, and it's going to be awarded to shit. I came unprepared for that. I don't know why I didn't type a note out there. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it to. Uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, uh, Dunlani because Dunlani had the goal. But uh, honestly. Uh, w- 
we had four times as many shots as they did, and we couldn't capitalize. Not all of those, of course, were his shots, but um, yep. But but he 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 was not getting it done until until garbage time with a with a sort of garbage rebound goal. Yeah, that's fair. So um, uh, I feel like now I'm killing his uh, karma that we were really hoping that he would like build so off of with that he goal. Had, but... He had he had just before he scored that goal, he had. Uh, he had just skied one too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and he was and he, and he was like like you could see he was frustrated and pissed off. Yeah. And, um. So got, yeah, I could easily his, see that his finishing has uh, really evaded him. It's been not great. Okay. Well, there you go. Worst player. The <laughs> next Freddie Adu. Um. Let's transition into some United news. Yeah. I mean, the only piece of United news I got is uh, Ike Parra was named Team of the Week. Um. Uh, yep. On the defenders. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about that. Actually, I'll throw this out there. Um. The what before. Was it before we podcasted or after we podcasted? I don't can't remember. Anyways, Minnesota United um, put out that they are teaming. We're teaming up with Sun Country to uh, get a charter flight to mm-hmm. Atlanta for the match. Um, that sold out in like by the weekend. <laughs> Good. So um, that's fantastic. So there's going to be about I think the uh, Wonderwall tickets have also sold out. So. Um, Atlanta gave us 420, 418 tickets. They couldn't give us 420 because they're dicks. Um, but yeah, Such they gave us Atlanta thing 418 to tickets uh, to the match, which I believe are now 100% sold out. If they're, if they're not, um, they're very, very close. So if you were planning on going to the game um, or you, you know, decide to get a last-minute plane ticket, you better get your ticket ASAP. You have to do it manually. Um, yeah. Um, How cool is that? Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. I mm-hmm. saw that Atlanta was selling tickets for like 17 bucks on their on their site. So the ticket message and they, they charged us 26 so <laughs> whatever or sorry yeah 26 before, before taxes and fees and stuff yeah. and then so it was 30 after taxes and fees and then uh the wonderwall kicked in 10 for each everybody tickets you only paid 20 bucks for your ticket yeah they kind of helped subsidize that yeah, which, is, which great. is great yeah. Uh, yeah uh having a road presence for the uh, why not why the hell not that i i mean God damn it! I can't stop being shocked at where this team has come from and where it's wound up. Yeah, which plays into another. It's not exactly uh, uh, United news, but I'll, I'll showcase it here. Um, this week is uh, MLS Rivalry Week, or whatever the way the yep. by Heineken or whatever the fuck they call week. it. Um, and um, <clears throat> we were paired with Sporting, which we don't have many genuine rivals. Sporting's about as close for me personally as it comes. Yeah. We've played them a bunch of times. We've lost in often in yeah. ways that really piss me <laughs> off. So, so it's about as close as we get. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, for Rivalry Week, ESPN, and this got like front page billing at least for a while today. Uh, on oh, website, yeah, I saw this. Uh, they had like a, a featurette on on um, his little fake awards, basically, they yeah. handed out. But there's only five, five teams. Different that, fan, five different fan bases. Yeah, f- five fan bases that won awards, and, and ours won for best stadium experience, which... Yep is of course partially due to the fact that we have a, an elite stadium now yep. but also because I think we've got some pretty goddamn good fans to populate it so the thought that we came from the team that nobody wanted that's the old story you know to the team that gets featured team among the only cup. a few on ESPN as this is a fan experience that you cannot miss yeah that's a fucking cool feeling it's very cool very cool I love that they uh, if you read that article it's great there's a, you can actually like click on like view stuff it was you know they did some really cool photography and stuff with that which is great mm-hmm. um the guy who uh who, who called there our smoke gunpowder i love that yeah <laughs> the idea that there's just like explosions and bombs and stuff going on like okay clearly this guy is clearly a soccer fan but you know come on over uh, to, not come a on, pyrotechnics come fan. on over to the wonderful section buddy we'll we'll, uh, we'll let you know what it is it's not gunpowder. <laughs> 
Whatever. Uh, good on him for for speaking to it. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Shakan is, is training with the team now officially. Yep. Oh, that's right. Great. Yeah. He yeah he showed up uh, earlier this week. Um, there is a small contingent of fans who met up at the airport. I think they were hoping for a big big thing, and they probably got like uh, you know a dozen. Yeah, people, they announced but... it. I, I f- someone said that they had announced it at halftime of the match. I guess I wasn't really paying attention. But yeah, apparently yeah. it was out, and then they put it out on Twitter like 10 a.m. or like an 11 a.m. Too, too late in the game. Yeah, an 11 a.m. flight. You, so. I was like, well, if I, even if I wanted to get out there, like I'm not driving my ass out to park and paint a park out there, and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna hop on the train or the you know, the A line yeah. or whatever to the train. It's gonna take me at least an hour to get not, there. Like, not my vibe. F that no. noise. <clears throat> but um, but we're we're glad to have him. Apparently, he checks in at shorter than Darwin Quintero. <laughs> yes, he did. Who's officially listed at five five. Yeah. So if you're worried that we're gonna be winning too many headed balls, and we have been winning too many headed balls, <laughs> guess what? Well, no, no, not we, gonna be. A we risk. haven't been winning too many headed balls. We've been taking too many uh, crosses, but I've not been winning headed. Well, balls. David Zeller, that is the joke. Yes. So yes. yes, okay. Um, this guy, I can't figure out if he's 18 or 40 i look at the pictures of this guy and i don't i, I don't get i don't understand the cut of his jib yeah i don't know he definitely looks he like, looks ageless he does he also look i mean like if you watch the state hockey tournament and they fuckers from medina would like dial die oh, they're yeah. blind he looks just like one of those kids he looks like those douchebags yeah, yeah. so but, i'm sure he's know. a great guy i'm sure but, he is yeah yeah but also, he looks like a douchebag. <laughs> well, he's our douchebag. He's our douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. Forward Madtown Bro down. Uh, Madison went away to Greenville this last weekend, and they uh, drew 0-0. I think Greenville and, and Madison are all real close in the uh, in the uh, um, standings. Uh, top four, again, as I mentioned, in the USL mm-hmm. uh, League One. They're still below the line now, right? They are. They are still below the line. Uh, both Wyatt Olmsberg and Carter Manley uh, got the start in the in the match. Um, that needs to be uh, Carter Manley's permanent. Home. Yeah, pretty pretty sure it will be. If yeah, I don't think there's much chance for him. And then Ali Ngazi um, was on the bench, but did not uh, did not get any playing time. So who knows what that we've, is? We've said it before. When you have this kind of relationship with a USL team, it's the perfect kind of player to take a flyer on. That's where Franz Pingop should have been. When you're just like, hey, we got a guy whose highlight reel looks real good. Yep. Let's see if he turns into anything. And if he doesn't, fuck him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Uh, um, Forward Madison has a new promo deal. They've had great <laughs> promos so far. Everything from like watermelons to fucking... Um, um, help me out, bro night or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, bro, bro down. Um, bro they pack. they now have they now have uh, I can't remember what they're calling it, but it's a Stanley night. If you're yeah. if you're a watcher of The Office, the actor who played Stanley from The Office, I don't know if he's from Madison or what the connection there is, but he he's, must, it's, he might it's just going to be a night themed around that, and he's going to be there. The the author, uh, not the the actor, um, yeah, Leslie uh, David Baker, Leslie David Baker, yeah, um, is going to be there, and they're going to have a Stanley night. So um, as an avid um, Office watcher, okay. I'm hoping. For a few things, pretzels. Are you are you an office watcher? <laughs> I am. Yeah. Okay. Pretzels. So a, a pretzel, and don't you dare fucking budge. Don't you dare budge. I'm hoping for, and you're not going to remember this, but I have a very specific memory because I remember random stuff. There was one episode where, um, where in season seven, where Stanley mentions in one of the the talking head asides that he does have dreams. He wants to live in the top of a lighthouse. And he wants to have a butt all alone, and he wants to have a button on the lighthouse he can push that will launch the lighthouse into space. I'm hoping that is somehow integrated. Yes, I don't this remember is, this. Th- no, this was a random. So, so um, um, Ryan is trying to get people to invest in his stupid business, his wolf business or whatever, oh, okay. you know, the stupid social yep, media thing. Yep. And he uh, invested in. So I, probably the writers were like, "Well, why would Stanley invest? He doesn't put up with stupid bullshit around the office, and they needed to give him some motivation okay. to have done that." So they had him have like a, st- a, a talking. Head aside, and he's like, 
Despite what people think, I really do have dreams. My dreams are to live in the top of a lighthouse. And no one knows I live there, and I live all alone, and the lighthouse has a button, and I can push it and launch the lighthouse into space. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most random thing. Yeah, I want something is. there for the forward Madison Stanley night. To launch a lighthouse into some, space? Some lighthouse-related bullshit. <laughs> nice. That's okay. Anyways. That's, that's great. Um, so they got uh, – Madison is currently – I was just put up the League One standings. They are currently in sixth place in League One. <clears throat> uh, three points out of fourth um, – with a game in hand on the pers- on the team in fourth, but they got a team in front of them, the team they just drew with, who actually has two games in hand on the fourth place team. So, not looking great for Madison, but you know, um, there's a they have a really tight third through uh, six are all within three points of one another. So, yep, real tight race. And, and they got uh, yeah, so they got the Richmond kicker. Or no, sorry, the uh, yeah, the Richmond kicker is coming up this uh, this Saturday in Madison. So, I'm not sure when that uh, Stanley uh, promotion is, but might be this weekend. You should get down there and get to Madison. I, I hope somebody sends it, it. Listen, if you're a Madison listener, send me Stanley related merch if you can. If you can take a <laughs> photograph of Leslie David Baker and uh, send it to me with some sort of uh, handwritten thing that yeah. says uh, to to David, um, may, may your lighthouse ever be, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you figure may, it out. May you launch um, your lighthouse to space. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, anyways. Uh, so not looking good for them, but you know what? They've no. got a, a fantastic fan base. They do. Um, it, you know, for an inaugural inaugural year, they've checked ninety nine percent of the boxes you yep. need to check. So that's great. Yeah, and four of their uh, four of the last seven matches are at home, so they do have a chance to uh, to sneak in there. So we'll keep Still an eye on them. Matches, as is the forward Madtown Bro down. So, all right. Um, moving along, we have a we have at least one game we want to talk about. We may to maybe hit a little bit on the Atlanta game, but we'll uh, we'll definitely check chat more about um, Sporting Kansas City. So. Sporting Kansas City. Who is good on Sporting Kansas City? Well, so this has not been a good year for Sporting Kansas City Ooh. compared be, to what they've... I was reading something that if they don't make the playoffs this year, this will be the first year they will not have made the playoffs since they changed their name from the Wizards. That would be 20, 2009? I think 2009. Or was it more recent, 2011? No, I think it was 2009. It's a long-ass run. It's been, yeah. Long-ass run. Um, so one of the weirdest things about that, uh, this is not a streak that's being broken, but um, um, Sporting right now have allowed the second most go- uh, excuse let me, let me let me phrase it a different way there is only one team in the west that has allowed more goals than sporting has so far this year um just and i've won one aside quick when you yes. google when you google kansas city wizards it brings up sporting kansas city like it like shows you like kansas city Wizards versus minnesota united FC. it doesn't show you the old school shit it shows, no, it shows you sporting kansas city just I, 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 apparently there's still a number of people making that mistake <laughs> or whatever great branding <laughs> yeah um so so anyways defense is absolutely what they've hung their hat on for a decade and uh, right now, only one team in the West has allowed more goals, and it's Colorado, Colorado yeah. which allowed a savage number of goals in their uh, first half of the year. So, um, not a good look. But who's good? We start, we were going to talk about who's good. I started off talking about who's shitty. Yeah, uh, Johnny Russell. Got to give the guy credit. I was not a fan of him as a signing. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Right now, he's on eight goals and six assists. Um, he's he's still a good passer. He's obviously a good finisher. Uh, Felipe Gutierrez. Uh, he leads the team in goals with ten. Um, of course, he does so out of the midfield because um, Sporting have not had a striker who can put the ball in the back of the net with regularity since Kai Kamara. Um, attacking Graham Zussi is still good. Graham Zussi <laughs> has moved a couple of years ago into a right-back role. And as far as like a, an attacking push-forward and overlap type of right-back, he is good at that, and he can cover a lot of ground. You can tell I'm 
hedging my bets with a yeah. lot of caveats there. Yep. So um, and you know, in spite of in spite of I will throw in one more. In spite of all their goals, Tim Malia is still. Um, there's, I think they're just conceding way more, way more fucking shots than they've ever conceded, and they're you know, conceding like, way more shots in, in areas that are. We'll talk about this in, in a hot, in a hot second, but like the areas that Ikopara is not in anymore. Um, so, so yeah. I think I all that preface that by saying Timoli is still, I think a a goddamn good goalkeeper in MLS. Yes. Um, if uh, Vito died tomorrow, I would want Timoli. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, the rebrand happened in November of 2010. So 2011 was their first. Split the difference. Okay. Was their first season as a uh, as the Sporting Kansas City. So, anyways, and what a huge brand move! Not just from a branding standpoint, but from a sporting standpoint, that has been one of the most uh, absolutely emulate them clubs since that turnaround. Yep. Yeah, that was when they emulate moved, them in every way. Yeah, they moved from uh, well, almost every way. They moved from Arrowhead over to their own park. Um, that really, you know, jettisoned things up and. Yeah, but they've been a damn good. As you mentioned, they, Peter Vermees has been ten years now with uh, with Sporting Kansas City. So yep. saw him through the Wizards into Sporting Kansas City yep. and won a bunch of shit with them. So uh, Peter Vermees uh, is good. He's a and he loves he loves beating the hell out of Minnesota. So he does. Um, yeah. still got that drunk driving charge. <laughs> you know who else got a drunk driving charge was um, um, CJ Sapong, yeah. who is a Sporting product. So what is it that's coming out of Kansas City? What is it about playing across from Nebraska Furniture Mart that causes one to be a drunk driver? You need to drive everywhere, and you're in Kansas City, so you need to drink every all the time. So your point is, like, if you go to Minnesota United games, which is in a more urban setting, yeah. everyone's just as drunk at all the games. Yeah, but we can take a train. Yeah, you can take a train. There's or no a, way or you can bus, go from Overland Park. Yeah, literally, like, you, there's no way for you to get to Kansas City without. Mm-hmm. Taking a motor, you know, motorized vehicle, gas-powered vehicle, right. to and you're to, not going to be a non-drunk. Yes. So you must I mean, drive you're, drunk. You're stuck in Kansas City, like in probably a 115 degree heat. So, what else is there to do? Stuck in Kansas City in 115 degree heat is a it's, new blues song. So that say, I just is, that, is that Tom Waits' uh, new <laughs> <laughs> new record? <Yeah. laughs> the lead single off Tom Waits' new record is stuck in Kansas City in 115 degree heat. Tom fucking Waits. Uh, who's bad on Sporting Kansas City? Oh man, as we talked about, it's not even so much uh, that he is bad, obviously, because he's on our team. But like the fact that they, he was so vital to their the defenses. whole of Ico Parra. Yeah, the whole of Ico Parra. They have not had anybody really step up and uh, fill that hole. Um, you know, you just look at you know, just as we've talked about, looking at the defenses, Minnesota's defense versus Sporting Kansas City's defense, and just there's one difference for the yep. most part, and, and it's and fucking. The- you know, yeah. So we, we we will have. I mean, if the pace stays true, we will have allowed twenty to thirty fewer goals by the end of this year than we did last year, and they will have allowed like twenty to thirty more. So I mean, obviously, there's more math to get plugged into it than that, but mm-hmm. there's a pretty big key difference there, and Psychopara leaving them for us. Yeah, uh, Mappies are still there. Um, so still it's a competent, MLS still a competent MLS back. defender. Yeah, 100%. the biggest difference is Borath. Yes. who uh, is the nominal starter. He's out injured now, and so we're probably going to get a third or a fourth stringer depending on who they decide to play. Yep. But um, that that dude is not Ico Parra. He's not. No. And, uh, and yeah, and, you know, obviously, as you've talked about, they've been able to sort of cover those holes. Um, then with their attacking, they, they don't have really any, um, you know, good forwards who can attack. Every All their, all their goals come from the midfield and, and or their, honestly, their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like it looked like um, – Oh man, what's pull it up here? What's this? Smith, uh, Graham Smith started um, with Beasler last game against the two-one 
victory over yeah. San Jose in, in Kansas City. He so. was serviceable. He was he was okay. Yeah, he's, and he actually scored a goal. Okay. So yeah. yeah, well yeah, I mean, don't expect your center back to score a ton of goals. But no, no, no. And then but, uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, in terms of who else sucks, it's just that you know, talk about Christian Nemeth, um, her, Eric Hurtado have just done absolutely nothing. Um, yeah. In terms of this year, I mean, uh, Nemeth actually had a decent year last year. Um, Hurtado, I think he came in. He was he had a few goals early on in the season, but he's been ice cold since mm-hmm. since then. So. I don't know. That's pretty much who I got. Do you have anybody else you want to throw um, in there? Yeah, so I already mentioned Barath. If, if he yep. is healthy and gets time, I, I think he's a liability. I think if you're playing Graham Smith as a backup to that, um, he had a fine game the other day, but he is still going to be getting accustomed and, and he's going to still be gelling with Matt Beasler. So I think that at the right center back, there's still a liability there. Um, I think that Graham Zussi defending, I mentioned <laughs> Graham Zussi attacking, is yep. probably a good attacking fullback. Defending, he's been hot and cold this year yeah he's um, on the he's on uh, their right so it would be uh our attacking left yes um, where and, he normally plays is, is he's, he just um he's lost a step I, but you know it's not even that because i think his decision making is um he's 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 deciding to give up coverage at the wrong times and deciding to if you think about um if you think about full uh fullbacks or wingers who are going to cut in as a fullback sometimes you have to make the decision about when you're going to hand off coverage to a center back when you're going to pursue are you going to allow somebody who's overlapping to just own the flank while you pursue somebody more centrally you know uh you end up having to make some of those coverage decisions that i, I think he just routinely makes these fucking frankie calvo type decisions he just he makes the wrong decision at the wrong time so sure him defending i think is a mistake um not a mistake he's actually had a career resurgence since he did that sure yeah. but he's he's becoming a liability yeah um i i will say uh luis martins is a, a new guy they, they've brought in he's still gelling with the team he's going to be uh, uh sliding in at left back yeah um so again an opportunity there if he does that they're probably going to be pushing jimmy madranda high which by the way uh playing your nominal left back madranda as a uh, striker, which if you want to know how bad their striking has been, they played their left back as a lone striker just to say, like, who knows? Maybe <laughs> something good will happen. Yeah. Um, that was a couple of weeks ago, not even a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, so that's where they're at right now. Yeah, he was, now. he was, they were, in a, they played a 4 1 4 1 last, uh, last match. So <clears> fucking Madronda at the top. Ahead of, ahead of Martins on the, on the left. Insane. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, and so you might see that again. Yep. Um, see him pushing up high. Uh, I guess the last name I'm going to give you is Andrew Fontes. I love him because he is a million dollar plus player that now appears to be behind Graham Smith yes. in the center back ranking. So that's number f- probably number four or five. He's a million dollar plus player. Do you know how much we acquired uh, Ico Parra for? About, about a million dollars in, in allocated eight hundred fifty thousand or whatever. Yeah, exactly. We spent uh, that money on allocated money is different than salary money. I yeah. get that, but um, well, that was that was that was allocation money. Yeah, so 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 we we you know we got a million dollar uh, am player uh, for Ico Parra, and they signed a million dollar player who's like fourth on their center back <laughs> depth chart. Yep, it's, it goes Good to show you. God, you know? yeah. So love it. All right. Um, well, how does United play them? Um, so. Let's call this out first. If if there's squad rotation to be had, it's going to happen on Thursday and not for the Open Cup match. Our eyes are on the Open <coughs> Cup match. I think that that has been made clear. Yep. 
talking with Greeter, hearing from Durkee, uh, I think the team has made clear winning on next Wednesday against Atlanta is their priority. Tuesday. If uh, Tuesday, excuse yeah. me, <laughs> we fucking check my plane ticket. <laughs> um, so, so, so that is their priority. Yep. If if there has to be a priority, not that there has to be. Yep. Um, so, uh, additionally, I think that um, Philippe Gutierrez and uh, Roger Espinosa both played almost like every minute of the last three games. They they had a three games in eight days stretch. So. I think that one of them is going to get spelled. Probably 90-year-old Roger Roger, Espinoza. Who's been in the league since, you know, we were children. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. He was in the league before it started. Um, So I think he'll probably get spelled. I don't think they're going to play both of them at the same time. So I think that's another lineup wrinkle that we have to think of. Now, next, Sporting Kansas City likes to play a 4-3-3. They have for a very long time. They, partially because, I, in my uh, humble opinion, they lack a really good number six. But let's yeah. not get into that. Um, the truth, lo- uh, in truth, they love to overlap their fullbacks. So that's going to include Madronda if you were playing uh, left back and uh, Zusi and Zusi. Yep. And so, and so if you're playing a four three three, you've got two guys up top that are nominally wingers. That means if with an overlapping fullback, you are either going to have a really good cycling of the ball back centrally, or you're going to see the wingers cut to the inside to become almost basically like auxiliary strikers. Sure. So you've got way more strikers that are in the box. So all of that said, I think that plays really well to a team that's a counterattacking team like us because the fullbacks are going to get high, which makes it very easy for you to get in behind the fullbacks when you steal back possession and try to break on a counter very quickly, which I think we're going to do. I think we're going to see a ton of us stealing the ball centrally and then distributing it out wide I hope that we're able to work it back centrally. We've talked about crosses a million times. I'm yep. not going to bore mm. listeners with that. But we're going to win the ball a ton, and we're going to send it out wide because there's going to be a ton of space out wide with the shape that Sporting is going to play. Okay. Um, I think that that's fine. We need to play right into that as long as we can get the ball, work the ball centrally and take our shots where they come. Yep. Um, I think we're in really good position stylistically with what we prefer to do against what they prefer to do. Um, the big key is going to be stopping the ball centrally. Even I'm not saying we should totally concede the wings. We should have our fullbacks out there trying to make things messy. But it's more important to me that we cover the middle third of the pitch um, and then break than that we cover the flanks and then have very little option to because what you're a fullback you're you're going to be one of our breakaway guys on the on the counter you stole the ball back from a winger and now what who are you passing it to yeah fucking uh dunlady streaking up <laughs> you know trying to make a diagonal right it, it's it's not a good look yeah so um defense centrally is more important than than defending the wings i think that that makes sense um they um in that match against uh, san jose they only had about 42 percent of the possession so it's going to be a battle of who who wants the ball more who wants the ball, yeah. um and you know depending on obviously rodriguez is not uh not making the trip um so it's gonna be toy and delati um i would assume that toy starts but i guess you know just based on adrian heath who the fuck knows you know yeah. maybe he puts delati in there and, and well has, and, and has it, toy on the bench not to 100 percent defend heath but there's also a choice to make if you want toy a hundred percent and fit because you want him starting against Atlanta. You maybe you don't want Rodriguez starting against Atlanta. You want Toy starting against Atlanta. You want to spell Toy even though he certainly has he's he's had a few games off now. Yeah. Um maybe you still are thinking that. So and and then you maybe you want to ride a hot hand with Dunlady or what you think could I was gonna say yeah maybe you hand, you, so. you ride Dunlady to start the match. Um you know Toy knows he's getting, you know, thirty minutes or so um yeah. towards the end yep. with the expectation that he's, you know, maybe gonna start either start against um although they can only bring if you're uh, if you're resting Rodriguez and you're not even going to try to bring Rodriguez to this match, I think Rodriguez is clearly starting on Tuesday, 
and that means that's one of your five international spots. Yes. So I would assume that both Toy and Dunlady will be on, you know, will be on the on the game day eighteen. But I think it means Rodriguez is starting, which is which is why I think you could you could easily, very easily see Toy start this match, even though you know he's coming off of that suspension. Yeah. And you would think with the way Adrian Heath runs his runs his team that he would, you know. Make him earn his spot back or whatever the fuck you know. Because <laughs> he got injured. Yeah, and who knows? Who knows? I mean, Donati went sixty-two minutes. Um, who knows if he's how match fit he is and whether he can go, you know, a full a full ninety. Um, yeah. full, you know, five days after, um, four days after uh, he went a full sixty-two minutes. So I wouldn't mind seeing Toy start. I'm just saying yeah. that it's not obviously and inherently stupid to start one or the other. No, no. There's reasons to start. Yeah, 100%. I agree. And then, yeah, I kind of, I totally agree with your strategy. I just, I really hope we get away from our, from crosses. I don't mean, we just, I don't think we will. Um, And I think teams are playing us to allow us to, to make that happen. So, yes. Um, the secret's out. It is. Concede and to be fair, flanks. and to be fair, like, I mean, the goal that was scored was, I mean, it was almost from, I mean, it was, that was a long ass throw from Romain Mantineer and yes. it had sort of the same, you know, angles and stuff as a cross. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Opara got a little bit of a head to it. Mm-hmm. And obviously we got some a lucky bounce uh, that gave. Well, that, that's the thing. We got lucky bounces. Yeah. It wasn't directly off. of no. a play. It wasn't like we designed it that way. Yeah. I guess if, if you're thinking is, Hey, you throw enough, you, know, you put enough eventually. monkeys in the room eventually they'll type shakespeare yeah if that's your goal behind uh eventually getting that goal then I, sure i, I, guess, I think but. that might that honestly might be so um so yeah so other than that as, as i mentioned before um ozzy's not gonna be playing so I, I would assume dotson gets to the start again in the six um i would imagine we don't see you know, outside of toy starting for rodriguez i would see i would expect us maybe we see the promise the exact same lineup that we threw out there in the last match against orlando city so I could see that, and it's um, we've had, it's it's not been like three days of rest. It's not been two days of rest. No. It's been four or five. Yeah. So, um, these are adults and professional athletes. I'm sure we can turn yeah. that around. It's yeah, not a big it was, deal. yeah, it'll be a five days, and then they don't play again until Tuesday the following week. So they get another five, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five five days before they play again. So, um, yeah, I think I definitely could see what we do, and. I don't. I think our game plan. You know, this. We. You know, we've we joked about it all last year. How we were always adapting our game plan to play the teams that we were playing because mm-hmm. we had no, we had no stability and no, yeah. no identity in this team. Um, you know, I think we just need to keep playing the way we've been playing. Um, sometimes we get three goals on the road and and lose, and sometimes we pull one out of our ass at the death and and you know snag a point. Um, at home, so it's the fun of being a follower of this team. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who do you think wins the game? Um, I, I think that our style plays well against their style. I've got a stump for two to one win on the road. Ooh, okay. This is a tenth place team yeah. too. It's not not going way out on a limb here. No, no, no. You know, I, I mentioned last week that I thought, you know, six points that if we didn't get six points at home, that would doom us. I still think that happens. I, I also think that we uh I don't think we win this game. I think uh it's, it looks like something like two two. You fucker. Yeah, I know. I predicted did you uh I predicted in Bruce Denord's uh Twitter uh uh points pool or whatever that he puts yeah. together for the last eight games of the year um i predicted four points four <laughs> yeah so wow yeah that is dark. I, was, I was very it was it was on it was yesterday what? i was like in a really bad mood and so i think i just i got yeah you need really to learn some uh, emotional objectivity <laughs> four points in the last eight games for minnesota united yeah which is yeah 
And of course, he didn't do it from the David Zeller account. He did it from the fucking Dave's I Know account did. because you, I, I see you with your Twitter open. You have eighteen accounts open at <laughs> once, and you clearly don't care which one you're sending anything from anymore. That is not true. That is one hundred percent not okay, true. Well, then, anyways, yeah, I did own it. I did. I did own it. The who was the Dave who contributed that? So well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, all right. So we got this. You have a win. You're you're very optimistic. I am optimistic. a little less optimistic. It's a tenth place team. It is a tenth place team that uh, just beat Sport, uh, beat San Jose at, at home. Dude, San Jose um, slumping. Yes, yeah, Sporting Kansas City's Sporting's had her. Peter, the only Peter one Ruiz and Sporting Kansas City have had her number up, except for the Open Cup match. Um, they've had her number the last okay. several years. At so. least that's a real thing you're yeah. saying now. So, okay. Anyways. Um, picks. Cool. Yeah, picks are didn't happen. So uh, we had a lot of draws and a lot of goals this week yeah, in, in yeah. MLS. Uh, Red Bulls and New England drew 1-1. Uh, Montreal and FC Dallas drew 3-3 in Montreal. Um, see that coming. Proceeding to... Uh, uh, Fire Remy Gard getting fired uh, shit can today and uh, <laughs> they hired Wilmer, Wilmer Cabrera. Cabrera yeah so there you go <laughs> what it's, I mean just imagine if Mike Pecky had been a fucking asshole maybe he would have that he would have that Montreal <sighs> job <laughs> well he yeah assuming he didn't do the douchebag thing yeah. I mean if you could have Mike Pecky or Wilmer Cabrera, Cabrera yeah. all other things aside of course, you choose Mike Pecky. I mean, that'd be the dumbest fucking thing to that do. That was the point. Maybe if he hadn't been a fucking douchebag and an asshole, he would have a job right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go into that. I, right. I was going to start talking about redemptive uh, justice and let's, stuff like that, yeah, but let's. That's not right now. Fuck him. Uh, Columbus uh, and Toronto FC, 2 2 in Columbus. FC Cincinnati uh, lost at home to New York City, uh, four to one. I feel uh, so bad for Cincinnati fans. They're they, they're good fans. Yeah, they have a great fan base. Yes, and they have been fed an absolute plate of human diarrhea. Yep, and uh, they get to play the uh, Highway to Hell gaming. You know, one more time. Uh, Chicago. We talked about Minnesota. Chicago beat Philadelphia two to nothing. Um, Chicago is such a weird fucking team to me, man. They're Philadelphia bad, is like top of the top of the Eastern Conference at the time before this match. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, fucking Chicago. Chicago is a bad team that can beat any team on any given day. Yeah. But don't. <laughs> but don't. Um, Sporting Kansas City beat uh, San Jose 2-1. to one. Uh, Who the fuck knows? Houston Dynamo uh, salvage a draw at home against Colorado 2-2. They haven't uh, beaten a team at home since May. Yeah. We're the our, next home game, I think, that they our, have. Our narrative's fucked. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that's why I said so I said four points. The Dylan Walpers curse. Yeah. Um, RSL. Uh, lost to LAFC two to nothing. Vancouver beat DC United one to nothing. LA Galaxy and the Seattle Sounders drew two two. Entertaining little game. And uh, Atlanta United beat Portland in Portland two to nothing. So we I we left that game uh, and with a one one draw and we're like holy fuck this sucks we're gonna be in sixth place by the time this, <laughs> by the time the, the night's over. Yeah. And I get home you know we, we didn't yeah we we didn't stop at the bar I think we got home you know turned on ESPN Plus and all of a sudden I was like fuck what's going on yeah every single result nobody went, won went our way yeah nobody Portland else won. lost i mean Portland was obviously the sunday game so i had to wait for sunday literally i was like yeah. god i'm cheering for fucking atlanta united it's so hard gross it it's so gross but every single result went away so if you had to pick a week to drop points that you should have clearly mm-hmm. had to i mean that's also you, know, you can also look at the pessimistic one and be like fuck if we had just won this game Two to one or two mm-hmm. to nothing. We'd finally we would be we have, we have a little more. We'd have a little more yeah. clearance between us and and eighth place and not making the fucking playoffs. It is so. it is what it is. Uh, I I you know what karma handed us uh, something they positive. Us, they for, gave us a yeah. They they gave us a little more rope. So to hang from, ourselves from, from the rope store. If we fall out of the playoffs, I know yeah. what we're going to be using that rope for. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we have some um, picks coming up this week. We we're not going to talk about the games that are happening uh, as we record because whatever. 
Um, so we talked about uh, Minnesota and Sporting Kansas City. Let's uh, talk about Orlando City and Atlanta United. Well, it's got to be uh, Atlanta United is, is is one of the hottest teams in the yeah. in the country right now. So I'm a, I'm going to go ahead and give it to them two to one. Uh, and the only reason it's so close is because Orlando's at home. Yeah, and I think they might they might rest a few people ahead of the uh, ahead of the Open Cup game against us. So mm-hmm. I like two to one too for Atlanta United. Yep. Uh, Portland hosts the Seattle Sounders. Seattle's slumping. They are. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give this Portland yeah. three to one. Yeah, Portland's uh, in the, the middle of a ten game homestand. I think this is their third game in that homestand. So I'm going to go two nothing to uh, Portland. Yeah, they start winning. So. Good for us. Yeah. Um, NYCFC hosts the New York Red Bulls. Uh, again, Heineken rivalry week. <laughs> God damn it. Um, uh, New York City they, has managed to stay under the radar. They're quite um, good, despite the fact that they've kind of figured it out. I yeah. Mean, They've they've added they've added their guy uh, uh, Dom Torrent has finally yep. stopped trying to play with players he doesn't have and has started <laughs> to play with the ones he does have. So um, uh, I, I'm gonna give New York City uh, FC three to one. I like that. I think two to one. Um, they beat uh, Columbus at home. I believe one to nothing or on the road. I can't remember if they were on the road or whatever. They beat one to nothing earlier today. So uh, New England host Chicago in that classic. Heineken rivalry week. God damn. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't the blood doesn't get much thicker than this game. Yeah. Uh, 0-0. I think this is a terrible game. New England has has been better than advertised the last few years. So I'm going to give it a one enough and edge to New England, That's fair. which probably means that Chicago will win 19 to nothing. <laughs> sure. Uh Toronto FC hosts Montreal Impact in the Derby du Canada. I don't know. Duh. The Derby du Canada. Canada. Duh. Uh I have FC win in this game 2 to nothing. Negative. Although Montreal Impact that they uh, with that Wilmer Cabrera bump, maybe maybe they got the some Wilmer Cabrera <laughs> bump. <laughs> uh negative 0 to negative 0. Okay, fair enough. Uh Philadelphia hosts DC United. DC United will be without Wayne Rooney because Wayne Rooney had a red card in the match tonight by Basically trying to uh, choke a dude out uh, during a uh, during a corner kick. So they don't like it when you do that. They don't. I think Philadelphia wins this game fairly easily, three to one. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to the cream cheese too. Yeah. All right, RSL hosts Colorado. Um, RSL uh, fresh off a new coach. Rocket Mountain. Yeah, I just got the shit kicked out of by LAFC. I have them beating Colorado in the uh, Rocky Mountain Derby. These two, these two fan bases do not like each other. This is like the one. We ever go up to Colorado, we talk about like tailgating Vaguely and legit, stuff, yeah. and they really fucking hate each other. I love um, it. As long as it doesn't go to yeah. like, violence and shit. Yeah, man. I'm going to go RSL, RSL uh, uh, two, 2 nothing. Um, yeah, Colorado had a good streak there, and they, they've cooled off of that, so I'm going to give RSL 2-1. to one. Cool. Uh, San Jose and Vancouver uh, in San Jose. I have San Jose bouncing back and winning 3-1. to one. Yeah, it's classic rivalry. I'm going to go ahead and give uh, San Jose 1-0. to nothing. Vancouver's just so Yeah, bad. the ACDC Derby, FC Cincinnati and Columbus. Uh, this is a 2-2 draw. I've listened to a podcast that's based out of uh, Ohio, a uh, soccer podcast. And they're talking about how exciting this game was, and I went back, and I was like, Wait, was I looking at the wrong game? And I went back and looked at the game. I was like, no, that was a shitty-ass 2-2 draw. Like, that was a boring-ass fucking 2-2 draw. 2-2 ama- draws are usually good. Yeah, that was a fucking terrible one. one. sucked. Yeah. Um, um, let's say I'm going to say 2-2 draw again, because why not? Yeah, I'm going to give it negative zero, negative <laughs> zero. They're right. Hell is real. And um, it's, it it's, resides it's in, these in two Ohio. Teams. Yeah, it is these two <laughs> Hell teams. Hell is in Ohio. Uh, FC Dallas uh, hosts the Houston Dynamo. Um, I have FC Dallas winning this one 4-1. Four to, four to one. Um. Really? Yeah. I'll give you FC Dallas 2-1. to one. Yeah, Houston's bad, man. Houston's not good. Yeah, but, but wow. how uh, yeah, I was going to say you know, they're on the road, but yeah. uh, they sh- have shit at home. Too, so. Yeah. Uh, LAFC hosts the LA Galaxy in uh, El Trafico, um, a derby that LAFC has never won. Uh, I think that changes this week. 
I think LAFC. And to be that there. LA has never won. Is uh, LAFC said? has never won. Have never has never beaten yeah, the LAFC. LAFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just said LA. Which oh, is that weird I meant LAFC. It. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's been a long day and and a long couple days. No, you're so. good, man. It's okay. Here's my here's my prediction. So I, I okay, go ahead. Zlatan scores either a brace or a hat trick. Okay. And the Galaxy still lose. Okay. Yes. That sounds good. That's sounds my like prediction. Okay. Cool. I have a four to four to one. I think LAFC puts the hurt on the Galaxy. So. Finally, yeah. Um, let's see. We had uh, not many questions this week. People, no. So people, oh, don't give we a didn't fuck. talk. We didn't talk about the uh, the uh, football tournament. Let's advertise that. Yeah, instead yeah. Of questions so, and then let these people get on with their carefree lives. Please, let's do. So yeah. So we are on September seventh. Uh, we are hosting the Minnesota Soccer Podcast Futsal Open Charity Shield Cup Championship, brought to you by Summit Beer, uh, with the legends of podcasting at fifty five one us obviously. Uh, the Minnesota football show and two United fans. Um, you can actually, uh, we, since it's a futsal tournament, there's like, you know, it's fucking subs on the fly and it's three V three. And we only have two main correspondents. We have, we're bringing in our, our, our ringer, Luke Craig for three people. So there's me spots oh, ringer. We're fucked. Yeah, no, we're totally fucked. I lose I'm, I'm following the, the Twitter feed and people are picking up like high school soccer players and shit. I'm just like, how is that even, how is that even I don't legal? Even, uh, dude, I don't, I only know five people. Yeah. So I don't even know yeah, who this I is, would tap. It's mostly on me to recruit people for the, for the Dave's team. Um, but anyways, you can, uh, you can actually sign up and play. Uh, we're, we're only asking 10 bucks for people who want to play. And, and, you know, I think you will just assign you a team. Um, but I think you can maybe note that you want to play on the Dave's team. If you want to play with the Dave's, um, there's a, a I don't West did not make a, a, a bitly link for this thing. So it's a, it's a Google form. Um, if you go to the Days I Know uh, uh, Twitter feed, um, we shared it a couple times. I, I think Offensive Loons fan has shared it uh, on his uh, handle. But yeah, go there, fill out the form. Um, you know, you bring ten bucks. Uh, whichever team wins the tournament, uh, the money is going to go. All the proceeds of that are going to go to charity. We said some beer sponsoring. We're going to we're going to figure out a beer situation. Um, to uh, make sure that we have some beer available. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's to be from noon to four on September 7th, which is the day of the Pachuca friendly. Um, I also have a wedding I have to go to that night. So, I'm, you know, hopefully I don't break anything. Because my wife will kill me. Um, yeah. So that'd be fun. Uh, September 7th, noon to four. If you want to play, um, yeah, make sure you sign up. Go to our uh, Twitter feed, f- find the link. If you just want to come and watch, that's totally cool too. One of the cool things that we talked about doing, and hopefully we'll make this happen. Um, so Chris Lidholm of uh, of Chris Lidholm fame, not Chris Lindahl fame, will be on the Dave's team. So you get to watch him play soccer. And he's a he's actually a former he'll, soccer player. He'll be the best one out. He'll, there. He'll, he'll yeah. easily be the best one out there. Yes. Um, but then also what we decided is that. Uh, for the two teams that aren't playing, uh, we're going to have at least one pre- one person from each of the podcasts that aren't playing. We're going to have to provide the color and play-by-play mm. um, for all the uh, attendees as well. We're going to try to figure out like actually like mic situation for that, so we yeah. can actually maybe hopefully even record some of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yeah, whichever wood team wins, they get the the charity, and then they get get to record a thirty-second commercial that gets to be played on all the other podcasts. So it's going to be cool. So, so if you want, even if you don't want to play, come watch. Yeah, it's an out. opportunity for charity to have a few beers to hang out with friends. Yep. Soccer, so um, try to make time for it, and uh, it's it's a cool thing that we can do to make our community better and uh, to strengthen our own community internally. Yep, absolutely. So it'll be, I think it'll be a ton of fun. I think we're gonna get the shit kicked out of us. I think all the the bookies have us as the last place team right now, and I think that's a pretty fair assumption. We're the Leicester Cities. <laughs> we are. We we are the Leicester Cities yeah. of uh, of uh, the Minnesota Fuck soccer podcast. The, yeah. yeah. So all right, uh, Louisville questions. I want you to uh, take us out, Martin. 
That's, that's a tight podcast. Under an hour. I can I can vamp for a few minutes. Yeah, we I won't. Uh, we are the Daves You Know. This has been the Daves I Know. Thanks for listening. To try and work it out, cause we both know we can't do nothing at all. Long as you do yours, land here become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Thank you.